0: into the short Stacks. I'm Lisa Quintero, Young Adult Librarian.
1: And I'm Nick Barron, patron and sometimes volunteer.
0: Today we're going to be talking to you a little bit about our World Languages collection, but first we are going to start with some
1: library news.
0: So uh, as a lot of you know, our hold function on the county catalog has been suspended during the closing of the libraries, but as many of the Milwaukee suburb libraries have opened, uh, we are looking at opening up the hold function again in June. So that is very exciting news, which means that you will be able to place your own hold online again starting in June. And we will be able to get materials potentially from other libraries as well. It looks like probably only the suburban libraries for now um, because MPL has not opened all of its branches yet. But at least it is a step forward, which is great. So we are very excited to share that news with you. And I'm sure you will all be excited to be able to place your own holds again Look for more information about that on our website and our social media channels.
1: From the stacks. So you just read The House on Mango Street. What was that about?
0: Uh, So yeah, so I actually read it in Spanish. Um, It's called La Casa en Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros because we have it in our adult world language collection. And it's actually a coming-of-age story. It's written very succinctly. Uh, All of her chapters are kind of individual stories about different people in the neighborhood or her and her sister and her brothers growing up. And it takes place over like a course of a few years because it basically starts out with with her having grown up in Humboldt Park and, and moving from apartment to apartment and I found that very interesting because, you know, you and I lived in Humboldt Park and so yeah. there was a lot of a lot of places that that I knew I mean they've changed a lot because she wrote the book in like the seventies, but those places, you know, the intersections and things like that. It I was cool, you know, trying to picture them in my head and being like, oh, what's there now? And, and what is that part of the neighborhood like?
1: Yeah, that that's, that's actually something that I loved about uh, My Bloody Life by Raimondo uh, Sanchez, mm-hmm. was that it really, a lot of the intersections and things, because it all took place right around where our apartment was. Mm-hmm. And so there were like, businesses and things that were no longer there but they referenced where they were in the neighborhood and you would look and be like oh this thing that's an apartment now that used to it makes sense that that used to be a candy shop or whatever Mm -hmm.
0: yeah no so that was interesting and um so yeah so when she lived in the neighborhood it was you know primarily latino um and so she talked a lot about the people that she grew up around and some of the stories are about older girls that she looked up to and some of the stories about her and her friends and Kind of going from that pre adolescence to being adolescents and the things that you learn along the way, you know, regarding like boys. And because, like, one of the stories is about her and her friends getting very excited because somebody brought them a bunch of shoes and they were like high heels and and they're wandering around in high heels, you know, laughing and giggling and they're, you know, like 12 at the time. Or it's her and her sister and her sister's younger than her by a few years and, and the friends that live down the block and they're feeling all like grown up and everything, but then some creepy man says something to them and the, uh, huh, and then like, uh, you know, some woman in the neighborhood that sees them is like, take those shoes off. You, you know, this, this terrible, like you, you're too young to be wearing those shoes. And so lots of stories like that, that are interesting coming of age things that a lot of us deal with and kind of depict what society was like then. And it still is to some extent. So, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was interesting cause she used, Spanish that was not exactly like what I grew up with like I grew up with with Mexican Spanish and she's Mexican too and um but like the Spanish that that was used in the book was a little bit different because it was more uh more like Americanized uh it's interesting how we develop different dialects and so she talked a little bit about that in the introduction about how you know when she had it translated she wanted it to contain those little nuances of of the Spanish that is has been, you know, Americanized and anglicized to some extent. And some of the, the slang and things that were used were a little bit different. Also, part of that, I think, is because of different parts of Mexico that people are from. And so, yeah. you know, we use different slang in different states in Mexico and in different cities. Like it's funny because if you're from Mexico, like um, my family grew up in like is from Michoacán and they use certain slang. but. We also have family that lived in Mexico City and they would use completely different slang even though yeah. like we talk out in Mexico City aren't that far from each other it just it's kind of like New York City slang versus California slang you know one place you might say chill and the other yeah. place you might say I don't know like use guys I, yeah. well, you know, that's,
1: I, I remember the first time first time a bunch of uh, a bunch of friends came and visited from uh, from Chicago and this isn't even slang. They were all talking about Masta Choli. And I was like, what is Masta Choli? Which is a type of pasta. And in Buffalo, we called that ziti. Uh-huh. Um, and it was just it was just a, a really weird thing. Also, one of the things that should be mentioned, since, since our listeners don't know about the Humboldt Park neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, of Chicago, is that uh, it's a Puerto Rican neighborhood. So even though she was Mexican, she probably picked up some slang um, that was... typical of the neighborhood
0: yeah yeah and more more puerto rican too yeah 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 so it's cool it was it's interesting to read and i I enjoyed it and yeah i just wanted to talk a little bit about the the world language collection that we have at the library for those who don't know we we offer books for both adults and for children Uh, we have several different languages so for adults we have Simplified Chinese, French, German, Italian, Russian, Spanish, and Vietnamese. We have fiction and nonfiction books in those languages. And among the things that we have, we have things that are in translation. So, like, it'll be like a Harry Potter book that's been translated into Russian or something like that. But we also have stuff that's written in the language originally by authors. So, like, we have like Alexandre Dumas books written in French. Um, obviously, he wrote in French, so they're they're like that's the version that we have. And we have Chinese books written by Chinese authors. So like, there's a, a very popular science fiction author right now named Shijin Lu, who we have a few of his books in simplified Chinese that you can check out at the library. We also have quite a few Russian books. So you can, if you know how to read Russian and you want to read some Dostoevsky or some Tolstoy or any, any other stuff that we might have, you know, we have that. And the
1: Russian classics. Yes,
0: the Russian classics. We also have, you know, modern Russian stuff. I It's funny because I, I don't read Russian. And so but I, I order the books for the World Language Collection and sometimes I look at the covers and I'm like, these must be like spy or thriller novels just based off <laughs> of <on laughs> the covers because it's like some guy with a gun, you know, oh, looking yeah. very intense. Um, and then we also have, for those who are big fans of the, the new show and the My Brilliant Friend series by Elena Ferrante, we have those books in Italian. And so yeah, we have quite a quite a nice collection. It's expanding. Um, It started out very small. It used to just be mostly Russian books, but over the last few years we've added a few more languages and we're trying to add more as time goes on and space allows. We also have quite a few in the children's section. So in the children's section we have more more languages and more books just because the nature of children's books, a lot of them are picture books for the most part and so they take up a lot less space. It's mostly picture books, like I said, and also some picture dictionaries where you can you know look at the image of something and see the word in English and in the language that it is for. So we have uh, let's see. For kids we have Arabic, Bengali, uh Chinese, Czech, French, Hebrew, Hindi, Italian, Japanese, Korean, Polish, Russian, Spanish, Urdu, and Vietnamese. So, you know, quite a, a range of languages there, more more than what we have in the adult
1: section. Um yeah. and, and it should be noted that uh children's books, they there is a, a a feeling with children's books that children's books are for children but they actually can be helpful if you're trying to learn a new language yourself uh when uh, uh Lisa was trying to introduce me uh to uh some Spanish vocabulary she brought home some some children's books like Harry El perito sucio um <laughs> yes,
0: Harry the dirty dog by Jean Zion
1: <laughs> yes and uh it really actually even though it feels may feel a little goofy and silly reading a children's book it reinforces words over and over again so like i i will never forget the word sucio or perro uh because <laughs> because of the fact that dirty and dog um and that the, the core the core story of harry el Perito sucio um harry the dirty dog so it really does add some benefit when you're it it doesn't feel it doesn't have that formal feel of uh of going to like uh, foreign language classes or what have you, but it actually is very helpful because that's how children learn. So yeah,
0: yeah, and the vocabulary in a lot of picture books, both picture books in English and picture books in other languages, tends to be written at like a third grade level. So if you're if you're just learning a language, you know, a third grade level is, is kind of advanced. Um, so, like Nick said, it, the repetition and, and the images with the with the uh, words sometimes help reinforce things in our brain of like. Yeah, that is a dog. That's perro, you know. Or that's look. That dog is dirty. <laughs> so you you get the you get the connection of the words again. And our dog just entered the room because he heard dog, I guess.
1: <laughs> so you talking about me?
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, I encourage you if you are either if you already are you know a person who speaks another language or if you are somebody who is learning another language to check out our world language collection. Uh, We also have quite a few books for learning languages at the library, so you can always go to our 400 section of the nonfiction, and we have uh, books on tape, or not tape, CDs, uh, books on CDs, and we have some videos, and we have some dictionaries in several different languages, and we also have stuff for English language learners, so if you are somebody who emigrated here from another country and is trying to learn English, we have quite a few materials to help you facilitate that as well. So let's talk about Mango and Transparent, which are... Oh, before we talk about that, one more thing that I wanted to mention was... um, We have temporary access we've mentioned in a a past episode to PressReader, which is a database that you can access with your library card so if you go to the shorewoodlibrary.org website and access our explorer collections you can go to the databases and press reader is a database of newspapers and so it has newspapers from all over the world so you can read newspapers from you know india or you can read newspapers from korea or you can read newspapers from england or ireland or wherever you want to and they're in you know the original language so if you are also looking for materials that to read um in other languages that is
1: another good resource so my homework for this week as as assigned by lisa was to explore uh some of the world language resources that the library offers so yes, I w- the digital resources digital resources <laughs> excuse, me. excuse me so I, I went to the uh I was like, you know, send me some links, and she's like, no, you need to, you need to, you know, experience it. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I went to the Shorewood Library website, and right on the uh, the front page of the Shorewood Library website, I saw the word Mango Languages, words Mango Languages, and so I clicked on it, and it takes you to a number of digital uh, language resources. The first two that are listed are Mango and Transparent, and both of both of these are methods of foreign language courses so anyways uh my role was to as somebody who is not experienced with the these resources to go in and click on them and see which which ones gave me what feels uh so uh i went to uh mango first and one of the first things that i noticed about mango was that uh it was very easy like I went to use my library card information to log in. There was a complication, but said click on as guest. And so then it just let me right in as a guest. Uh, and when I got in, it felt very much like if anybody's used the app Duolingo, very, uh, very simplistic. Not a lot of words on the screen. It, you know, launches, it basically goes right into, uh, in teaching you basics of conversational language in this case i was looking at spanish but it was it was the basics of conversational spanish it does have some more powerful features like you can set goals um, and you can do do some some other things with it it allows you to record your voice and compare it to what the person is saying the how the word is pronounced but yeah it's very focused on conversational spanish and it's or conversational language learning whereas transparent it feels way more formal. When I clicked on transparent, then I had to, you know, set up a set up an account and I got into transparent and immediately there's a lot of different like words and things on the screen and it does feel a little more overwhelming than mango does. But uh it uh, also it has an area for setting time goals for for every day. It has review, one of the things I'm glad I went back because I was gonna do this piece without having taken a second uh, a second look at each of these mm-hmm. and by having going into transparent a second time once I had completed two lessons then it asked me if I wanted to review oh. and so uh, it there's the expectation of review mm-hmm. actually that was mango. That mango was, man- mango was the one that made me a review. Okay. Um, and uh, it was funny because it, it gives you it gives you a test, and out of the four questions it asked me, I got two of them wrong. And so I was like, no. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so transparent didn't ask you to review. It was just mango. Well, see, that was that's the thing that I Transparent, once I had done the first class, it then it hits you with, okay, now we're getting formal. Uh-huh. And so the next thing was, we're gonna do the ABCs. Okay uh, and so unlike when I took an actual class through the uh, Milwaukee Rec. Milwaukee Rec, not only did you have to say the ABCs but you also had to make the sounds of each of the each of the letters. so you click on a and so you're like ah ah and then B, bay, but then B. And okay, so gotcha. and so so you had to make the sound for each thing and so there were a couple of them where I was like I took I took you know conversational Spanish you know a conversational Spanish class and even in that class there were sounds that I was like I didn't know that it could make that sound <laughs> um I don't know how to make that sound <laughs> But uh but yeah so uh the tr- uh transparent definitely feels much more Formal, like you're taking like a college class or something. It feels structured in a way that because uh, um, the app Duolingo that people use on their phones all the time and Mango have similarities in the fact that the, it's really focused on the conversational and building your vocabulary and mm-hmm. um, and throwing in little bits of you know you do it this way because of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Transparent is like building you from the ground up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also checked them out because I hadn't used either of them. Um, and as somebody who's interested in learning more languages, I took a look at them for Arabic, actually. And I started with Transparent, and it was it was what you know what, what I expected. I've, I've used Duolingo before, so I, I you know that was a like Nick said that is a more simple version of language learning. But uh, Transparent, yeah, I, I clicked on it. It gave me like four or five different Arabic dialects to choose from. And then I chose like traditional uh, or standard. I can't remember what it's called. It was traditional <laughs> or standard, something like that. And, uh, and so I started, you know, going through the lessons and it was hard because it yeah. was like, especially because when you're learning something with a different alphabet, you know, it, uh, it had these phrases that it broke down that it wanted you to repeat. And then so it had like a, a speaking component, a listening component, a reading comprehension component. And like Nick said, it felt more like a course because all those things are things that I've covered in language courses before. And that stuff is good if you like really want to really get into learning a language. Yeah. Um. Not not necessarily if you just want to take a trip there and you, you don't think you're ever going to go back again. But if you're like, baño, yes, <laughs> But if you're like, I want to commit to this, I want to know this language so like I can move to a country and live there. Or so like I can talk to my relative who only speaks in this language or to, you know, my Whatever you know, whatever your your needs are, transparent felt like it was it was the way to go for for more in depth. Um, one thing that I really liked about transparent too was that the speaking component it like records your voice and so it shows you on a little little like dial from red to green whether you're pronouncing things correctly or incorrectly. And so if you're like in the middle, you can try repronouncing it again. It'll record your voice again until you get the pronunciation correctly. And I liked that a lot. Um, I also tried Mango with Arabic and same kind of Arabic, Arabic. and um, what I liked about Mango is, like Nick said, it's more conversational, so it focused more on like the phonetics. So if you tap on the, the sound of a word, the little speaker, it'll show you the phonetic spelling of the word as well as say the word for you, which for me was very helpful because sometimes, I don't know if... Other people struggle with this. I'm sure, you know, as you get older, sometimes your hearing is not as great. And, and you're like, wait, did, you know, what was was the inflection of this word? Especially like I know um, some languages like like Mandarin Chinese or Chinese in general are very, very focused on the inflection of your tone. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to make sure I was pronouncing things correctly. So I liked that that Mango broke it down. So I actually looked at, at Mandarin out of curiosity. Um, Mango after looking at Arabic and it does you know talk about the intonations and what the different intonations are and and it explains things in between lessons of like this is what pinyin is and and, you know and this is how Chinese characters are written and this is how the language is kind of structured and one thing that I liked about Mango was that it tells you what you're actually saying because you know in a lot of different languages we're not saying exactly what, what is being said in English so like In, I think it was Arabic, when you say, I am fine, they don't have apparently the verbs like in present tense to be. So you're not like I am or you are like, you just say I fine. And so, or like, you know, in in Spanish or like French or a lot of Latin based languages, everything has like a gender, you know, and and you have to know if it's an L or a la, you know. And so those things are explained more in mango. Whereas transparent, I didn't get in enough to see if if they explain those things. I'm sure they do at some point, if, since yeah. it's so structured. But like right away in Mango, just if you're like confused, it's just like this is this because of this, you know, as you're yeah. going along, which was nice for. I think you know if you're if you're just getting into something and you and you don't want to feel overwhelmed, I would go with Mango. But if you're looking to get a little deeper into things, I would probably go with Transparent.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that uh, that I can't reinforce enough. The difference between using these digital resources versus trying to learn a language from the book is that these digital resources, they, they give you the ability to not just read a word, but hear a word, and then compare your pronunciation against what they because there's actually a thing where you in both both of the applications where you speak into the microphone of the computer or your phone or whatever you speak into it and you can see the waveform of your voice uh versus the uh um what was said and you can like d- drag it to overlap so you can be like oh this is where i'm messing up uh and i think that's that's a really important thing because like lisa said i don't hear um uh, i don't i personally don't hear very well and so the nuances of pronunciation often are lost on me, mm-hmm. uh, especially when because Lisa is a, a fluent Spanish speaker, for example, and when she would introduce me to a word, and if it had a B or a V, I, I'm I'm lost.
0: Yeah, or like the D or an L. Sometimes you yeah. get lost too because they're both very soft sounds and they sound kind of
1: similar. And yeah, and yeah. so so then I, I I would say to her, "How is it spelled?" Because I, I needed to see it um, mm-hmm. in my mind to understand what was what what she was saying. And that's the nice thing about these applications is they do that for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, they're both very useful. So if you're looking to learn a language, check
0: out Mango or Transparent. Uh, You can go to shorelibrary.org and go to Explore Collections and go to Databases. Or there's a link that just says Language Learning that you could just click on as well. Um, If you don't want to go to databases and sort through all the databases to figure out which ones they are, uh, just click on Language Learning and then it'll take you to Mango and Transparent.
1: Or if you're just on the front page and just click on Mango Languages, it'll take you to all of the digital resources.
0: There you go. That's an even easier way. <laughs> this is why I had you look at it. See, as the person who deals with the website on a daily basis, I don't like. I don't think about the user friendliness sometimes because I'm just like, oh, I know exactly where this is. Yeah. You know. So that's why I want. I wanted you to to find it without me sending you the link directly. I wanted to be like, all right, how easy is this to find, Nick? And apparently it's pretty
1: easy to find. It's right on the front page. There you go. But if if you went on the front page and you were like, I'm specifically looking for transparent, you wouldn't know because you have to click on Mango Languages and then it takes you to all the language stuff. Okay. That's good
0: to know. So. So yeah, so check those out. And um I guess the only other thing to share is that yeah, the the only thing you need to get on them is your library card number and your pin. I think for for Mango it asks for your library card number and your pin and then for transparent it asks for my library card number and my email. I um and it asked me if I wanted updates via email. And that makes sense since Nick said that the transparent one gives you the option of of you know setting goals for yourself and and if you want to commit to like a 15 minute lesson every day you can do that on transparent so i'm guessing they probably remind you via email like oh you got to take your lesson
1: um so yeah hola como estas usted estoy ah i (laughs) messed it up hola como esta usted hoy
0: muy bien (laughs) As always, thank you for tuning into the Shorewood Stacks. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or comments for our hosts, email us at shorewoodstacks at gmail.com. You can also find more information about what's going on at the library and when that hold button will be turned back on on County Cat at our website, shorewoodlibrary.org, or via our social media channels. We are on Facebook and Twitter. You can follow this podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Until next time, thanks for listening, and be well. The Sherwood Stacks is produced by Lisa Quintero and Nick Barron with music by Kevin McLeod. The title of this song is Ice Flow and can be found on Incompetech.com.